It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As the top flight teams prepare to head home from their warm weather training camps The spotlight falls once again on the lower leagues Can Partick Thistle get off the bottom when they face fellow strugglers Falkirk And after Defoe, Davis, Burke, Bio, Wea and more Who else is set to join the wonderful world of Scottish football? I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me today is Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans Interesting financial observation made today by the Ross County owner Roy McGregor He says if his club don't get promoted to the Premiership at the end of this season It'll cost them £600,000 wow. That is the cost of standing still Now, <laughs> what if you drop out of the Championship And fall into the third tier of Scottish football How much would that cost the bottom club? Papik Thistle Firhill houses the game of the day today No question Thistle against Falkirk Bottom versus second bottom The league places are lowly But the stakes are high Mark Wilson, we set the bar so high Early in the week It was signings here, there and everywhere We've gone a whole two days or something Without a signing in yeah, we're, getting, strange. we're getting withdrawals already Yeah, it feels strange Because, you know, all the clubs Done some great business in the first few days The first ten days was so exciting And who's coming in And now it's, it's quieting down But we've got the football to concentrate on today I think Hugh sums it up perfectly there Game of the day Partick Falkirk Gary Caldwell has to find a win from somewhere Because we chatted about it last week He keeps coming on And saying his team has dominated And they should win Well today they have to win Because they hit rock bottom last week And that's not good enough For a club the size of Partick Thistle And Alex Ray For the teams that have been away Getting some yep. sun on their backs A bit of time on the training ground um, They have to have made it count That's it They've had their, yeah. they've had their week away Time after time Double sessions Triple sessions Whatever it is To try and fine tune things For the second half of the season um, And now we look forward To the Scottish Cup And then the league returning Yeah absolutely It's an ideal preparation Gordon Because you, you look at the coaching staff They're all walking about in shots And it gives them the time To actually bed in new guys It gives them to work on shapes uh, Different philosophies Then also uh, The fitness aspect You know you look at somebody I thought they'd bring it up there For a jolly You're seeing guys doing the yo-yo test The bleep test And you're thinking Oh my god I don't miss this <laughs> However <laughs> yeah. in, ter- in terms of Coming into this studio I think we're in hot weather uh, Climate is absolutely <laughs> stuck Scalding in here That is true I mean we don't expect your sympathy We know the way it works But it's about 26 at the moment So I, I don't know if it's deliberate To try and, and make us sympathise with, with the players Hugh But that's what we're up against this afternoon. If you have a little chilled Chardonnay by your side, it helps, I find. <laughs> which, which you don't, by the way, just to be clear. I'm just only to... kidding, all calm down. It's the producer's birthday today. And he, almost, so he almost. Oh, happy birthday. He almost fell off his chair there. I know his age, which I will reveal at 3 30. Anyway, let's meet the top team all around the grounds this afternoon Some huge games in store in the lower leagues We're going to cover all of those And of course look back on all the week's big talking points So anything you want to share over the next few hours You can do so at Clyde SSB on Twitter And then at 5 o'clock we want to hear from you on the phone lines Any of the big talking points, let's do it together So, first up today is uh, for Hill Alison Cornwall is watching Partick Thistle against Falkirk Good afternoon, welcome to a typically cold and windy for Hill this afternoon As Partick Thistle search for that win that will take them off the bottom of the league table. Of course, up against Falkirk, who are just a point above them and got that vital win down at Air United last weekend. 
It is the same team for Partick Thistle that drew with Dundee United last weekend. So it will be Connor Hazard and goal, a back four of Christy Elliott, Sean McGinty, Stephen Saunders and James Penrise. In the midfield, Miles Story, Stuart Bannigan, Gary Harkins, Craig Slater and Blair Spittle. Up top, Chris Doolin. On the bench, Sneddon, Erskine, Wilson, Fitzpatrick, Jeffries, Cardell and Roy. For Falkirk, it is one change from that team that won at Air United last weekend and it is a debut for Abdul Osman, of course the former Partick Thistle captain, so they'll have David Mitchell in goal, a back three of Kieran McKenna, Paul Dixon and Jordan McGee in the midfield, Thomas Robson, Mark Waddington, Ian McShane Abdul Osman and Lewis Kidd up top, Zach Rudden and Ross McLean, on the bench, Fasan, Muirhead Peyton, Keeler Dunn, O'Hara McKee and Lavery and your referee this afternoon at Fairhill is Andrew Dallas. No doubt about the size of that game, let's hear from Gary Caldwell. I can honestly say, over the the time I've been here, that the performances have, in general, have been good. It's moments in games that that have cost us results, uh, which is is the big disappointment, uh, and we have to eradicate those mental errors that that ultimately cost us goals and cost us points uh, to to go on a run of games. But in terms of overall performance, there's there's lots of things we're doing well, and we have to uh, keep positive and keep believing in that. Maybe a bit early in the season to talk about must-win games, but certainly a, a massive match against Falkirk at the weekend. It's a big game. Anytime you play teams round about you, it's a big game. Uh, it doesn't change our approach and, and how we work and how we prepare for games because uh, we work very hard every week to, to be ready and it doesn't change what's going to happen for the rest of the season. Uh, win or lose, uh, there's still 15 games to go, uh, so that's a, a, still a lot of points up for, for grabs, but we appreciate the importance uh, of it in terms of momentum in terms of the timing of the season uh, and we believe we can go out and get the three points I mean Hugh Keevens the tweets are coming in already Jonathan Glenn says massive game today one which we Partick Thistle have to win all well and good saying we're dominating games uh, but we need to get the points on the board well there's a doomsday scenario which is Thistle lose and Aloha win which means eight points between the bottom club Partick Thistle and Alouette in third bottom place. There's also a happy days scenario. Partick Thistle win and Alouette lose only two points between them then. So that's what's in front of Gary Caldwell. Andrew was quite right to ask him about must win games because you can't kid everyone on. We're getting now to the serious end of the season and Partick Thistle cannot remain rooted to the bottom. As I said at the very start, if Roy McGregor says it'll cost Ross County £600,000 not to get promoted, how much will it cost Partick Thistle to get demoted? I think when you hit rock bottom like Partick Thistle have, every game becomes must win. You know, there's no point in saying, well, you know, there's still plenty of the season to go and 15 games to go. When you're at the bottom, yeah. you need to start winning. So a huge, huge task for Gary Caldwell and Thistle. I, today. I mean, especially Alex. Was, I think everyone understood a long time ago. It's not played on paper, but if you're looking to win games, the team that's second bottom at home, so I must, mean, that that has to be the type that you at least start looking to win. They have to, and they have to win their home games as well. Gordon, it's uh, Harkins. I was just saying to uh, to Mark there during the, the, the interview with Gary Caldwell he says. Be interesting to see it For me I would play One of my more offensive players Against Harkins I don't think he has the legs That he once had He's he's now sitting In the middle of the park He's not defensive minded But this is a must game For Partick Thistle Because at some point The 15 becomes 10 yeah, And then they yeah. have to win But some of the comments From Gary's Really strange You know And saying about The performances have been good 
Mm. That, 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 that's alarming to me Why you don't get results On the back of good performances And it's not You can understand But then when you go on to say That you know It's individual Mental errors So they need to eradicate that Or get them out of the, of the team So that you can get guys in To try and change it Plenty of big games All around the country This afternoon Let's speak to Roger Hanna Who's at the Indodrill Stadium Two of the form teams I suppose Depending how far back You're looking Aloha against Morton yeah, and whatever happens in the game that Alison's at at Firhill this afternoon, Alloa will still be safe from the relegation zone. Jim Goodwin, manager of the month, Daddy was an Atta player of the month. They've done a terrific job here at the end of drill. Um, especially when you consider a stat that someone told me just when I came in here, they haven't scored a goal at home in the first half of a game all season. And yet somehow the, the likes of, you know, I know they were away last week, but they came from two goals down to get a point at Dunfermline last week. And, and they seem to rally late in games. There seems to be a great spirit about them, Gordon. And that thus far has kept them away from a relegation zone that has got, you know, full-time teams like Thistle and Falkirk in it. Unchanged again this afternoon. That means they've got done a deal with Sunderland to keep Connor Shields until the end of the season. Still to do a deal with Zanata to keep him until the end of the season. But he is here today and he does start. So I'll go with Neil Parry in goal. It's a back four of Scott Taggart, Sam Roscoe, Andy Graham and Liam Dick. Holding players in midfield, Stephen Hetherington and Ian Flanagan. And then Connor Shields, Alan Troughton and Jordan Kirkpatrick behind Zanata and attack on the bench. Colley, Robertson, Spence, Brown, Peggy, Henry and Alulu. As for Morton, well, big win for them last Friday night in front of the TV cameras at Capelo against the championship leaders Ross County. And then a good day for them on Saturday as well. Results went their way and it left them in that final promotion playoff slot. Uh, Jonathan Johansson, he suffered a setback through the week. Scott Tiffany recalled by Livingston from his loan spell at Capelo, but that means promoted back to the team today is Michael Tidzos. Today will go with Ryan Scully in goal. It's a back three of Lee Day, Gregor Buchanan and Kerr Waddle. Five across the middle, Reagan Tumulty, Chris Miller, Jim McAllister, Michael Tidzer and Rory McEwen and then a Charlie Tell for supporting the lone front man, Bob McEwen. And the bench, Gaston Iredale, Thompson, Dykes, Purdue, Lyon and Erdley. And hopefully for the Wasps supporters, they might have something to cheer before four o'clock for once, Gordon. Uh, Mark Guidi's at Tanadice. Mark, sometimes the winter break is the, the jumping off point for some clubs where they, they pull the trigger on the manager. Uh, Dunfermline with a new boss, of course, this afternoon. Yeah, I was at the, that game that Roger mentioned there, the 2-2 draw uh, at Dunfermline v Alloa, and I could tell 4,500 inside East End Park. Uh, Alan Johnson and, and Sandy Clark didn't, uh, as you can imagine, get a good reception at full time, and I, and I thought the writing was on the wall when you look at the squad that they've got, and I know they have lost goals uh, in the summer with uh, the likes of Nicky Clark um, going away, but I think they should be doing better currently in seventh spot on 24 points. They have appointed Stevie Crawford um, as head coach. Greg Shields has come in as his assistant, and Jackie McNamara's uh, company is in, in a consultancy basis. It's not a full-time role for Jackie. He's not here at Tanadice today. That would have been interesting if he was, given it's his former club uh, here too, but it's just a consultancy role that, that Jackie is involved in. Against the Dundee United team, disappointing result for them uh, last week at home with Patrick Thistle, only a 1-1 draw, but they are still in third spot still right in the hunt to win the, the title and get that automatic uh, promotion spot I don't have teams for you as yet Gordon but as soon as I do I'll give you a shout uh, OK well, let's head south Palmerston Fraser Wishart is down there watching Queen of the South against Ross County what a journey that is for the Staggies Fraser it's an alley ground that I actually enjoyed playing in you know it's a good we set up here and a, and a team I think that over recent years have performed really really well I don't get much credit for it at all you know one of our smaller teams but they managed to stay full time and they compete in the championship year on year and I'm really looking forward to 
to seeing uh, the, the favourite of the guys in the studio, Stephen Doby, but also to see the league leaders here, Ross County as well, because I haven't seen either of these teams this season. It's been an amazing season for Stephen Doby, 30 goals already. He turned 36 in December, still looks in great condition, speaking to him the other week. And he's a clever player and obviously a fantastic finisher as well. And he scored the winner last week against Inverness Cali Thistle, Gary Naismith saying they were slightly fortunate to win the game with two late goals, but they got three points and now fifth. And we're in the real shake-up for a playoff place at the end of the season. Gary Naismith, I think, deserves a lot of credit, doing an excellent job. Just gets on to his business quietly, he's learning his trade, he was at East Fife earlier. But there must come an opportunity soon when he will be in the running for a bigger job, should he keep going with Queen of the South. Ross County, on the other hand, still top of the table and really the team that's going to be looking to get into the Premiership next year. Despite that defeat against Morton, they are top of the table, still favourites to the title and they've got a strong squad when you look at the, the they've got a look of a Premiership team. Same Kenny van der Weg and uh, Lewis Spence, Lewis Spence from Dundee, and Mackay, Gardine, Draper, all excellent players with Premiership experience. Roy McGregor, as you said earlier, talking about huge losses this year and I wonder whether that will just put a wee bit of pressure on the management and on the players in the running towards the end of the season because no team's been able to pull away and you get the impression it's going to go to, to the sort of closing two or three games if not the last game of the season four whoever gets the promotion to the Premiership is decided in County we're hoping that that is the team or sorry today is the start for them as a team on a good run and they can perhaps just put a wee bit of a gap between themselves and the, te- and the teams below them I don't have the teams yet but they're just coming so I will shake them up and I'll give them to you in a couple of minutes Gordon I'm not saying I wasn't enjoying listening to Fraser but I'm glad that's over because Mark Wilson and Alex Ray were singing along to the song in the background and it was awful Fraser absolutely horrendous it's number one in Dumfries this one so, <laughs> <laughs> top Listen, top of the charts I'm blaming uh, yeah. you for that yeah. comment as, I'm taking As long as they weren't that. dancing That would be even worse Honestly The Christmas night out Of course they were both <laughs> Jigging away Matt Wilson in particular Very <laughs> poor Very very poor it, it was the high pitched I thought one of them Had stood in the other one's Toe Hugh Evans well, And then I realised They were trying to sing along <laughs> Mercifully for me I have no idea Who it was It could be that Jason Derulo For all I know <laughs> Black box it was Hugh Oh really Is that a favourite of yours Is oh, it Oh back in yeah. the day oh, Classic We'll either. play at David's yeah. party tonight <laughs> right, okay, uh, and now a fixture which I guess we can describe as the Gordon DL Derby Airdrie oh. against Wraith Rovers What type what? of reception did you get when you eventually went to Airdrie for the first time? Yeah absolutely brilliant Gordon I think everybody was pleased to see me back uh, They were asking if I was leading, leaving Radio Clyde But I did get my bag searched to see if I was bringing Mark Wilson back in <laughs> uh, Must be a no. big bag does. <laughs> no, I've, got, I've got to say in his defence lads Mark Wilson done a ter- did a terrific job here Under circumstances and I'm not just saying that I'm being serious I knew how hard it was but to get to the playoffs and get beat just with a penalty kick and I right. thought it was very unfortunate but well done Mark enough about oh, that thanks. today's game yeah looking forward to it Gordon the I mean the Wraith time. fans still like you don't they they love me yeah there's statue okay. up there the last time that Wraith came here uh, only full time team in the, the division you've got to say it was a 4-3 thriller Airdrie leading 3-1 with three minutes to go and Wraith got the three goals to get the valuable three points they need the three points today because they're the top goal scorers in the league and yet they still trail a broth by 11 points and a broth go away to bottom of the table Stenhouse Muir today so if they don't win here at Airdrie and it's 14 points then I think the league's over for them Airdrie on the other hand they're looking to keep themselves in the playoff position they know they can't get you know automatic promotion uh, but they're rebuilding again this season and uh, I think I'm in for a real interesting afternoon of football Hugh we think that Gordon's safe from, from the Airdrie fans because you'll know yourself the, the, the fans will sit in one stand and the press yes. box is, is on the opposite side um, I seem to remember you had quite an interesting experience in, in uh, that press box George Bowie I mean what can I say those two words ought to be enough George Bowie 
He started the, the Martin were playing there And he had started this campaign So the Martin supporters Started to chant And they got me confused They thought that I worked In the banking industry Because they were oh, chanting right. They were chanting about <laughs> me Being a banker So uh, the, But that was George Bowie's fault But uh, on, a, on a slightly serious note Dazzler yeah. Coming up for the 25th anniversary of Wraith Rovers and the, the League Cup win. Yeah, yeah, we never mentioned that, Hugh. I think we keep that quiet, but no, um, I'm sure we'll celebrate that. I'm doing a thing in Kirkcaldy in a couple of weeks with uh, Craigie Brewster, who had, went on to have a terrific career as well. But uh, no, I'm looking forward to this game today because I think the two teams are on form. Wraith Rovers come off a great 5 1 win against Denhouse Muir. Avery are beaten, unbeaten the last three. And they'll be really, you know, I think two attacking teams. I've, I've absolutely no chance I'm going to get a team sheet over here, but I've been doing a little bit of homework. And the area of uh, one change, and it's in goals. Hutton comes in for Mackenzie. Then it's Crichton, McDonald, O'Neill, Campbell, Edwards, Wilkie, Gallagher, Miller, Stewart and McIntosh. One change as well for the visitors, Wraith Rovers. Uh, unfortunately for them, Nisbet, a big player for them. He misses out uh, through injury. And it's Thompson, Benedictus, Murray, Crane, Davison, Gillespie, Wedderburn, Armstrong, Buchanan, Vaughan and Dugan. There we go. Does his homework, and am I right in saying that when when, when the the Airdrie fans were confusing you for someone who worked yes. in the banking industry, yes. uh, George Bowie just stood up and, and conducted them and, and encouraged them to yeah, keep going. It, 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 I like it, that. He campaigned every morning to say that I was going to the game. So by the time I arrived, it was fever pitch. Uh, so thank you, Bowie. Anyway, we've got the top team all around the grounds Alex, Mark and Hugh in the studio We're going to look back on all the weekends All the week's big talking points next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are in the studio We've got Mark Guidi, Alison Conroy, Fraser Wishart, Gordon DL Out and about covering the biggest games of the afternoon As we always do at this time on a Saturday We get everyone involved and we look back on the week's biggest stories It's all been transfer dominated uh, this week Mark Guidi, how do you rate uh, the signings so far? Well, I think the, many clubs have, have you know, managed to get some really good business over the line early Had them out at their, at their training camps and, and what not If we're concentrating on the old firm, we all know that uh, Defoe and Davis were, were, were coming in. They're both over the line, both loan deals, but both, I think on paper, exceptional pieces um, of business for a variety of reasons. For Celtic, we spoke about Ollie Burke in depth uh, last week. I think he'll be a good signing for them. Timothy Weir, we'll wait and see. He's an 18-year-old kid. Just because he comes from PSG, we shouldn't expect it to be a world beater. And... Um, Bio, the, the other striker from Slovakian football, good goal scoring record. Ivory Coast International, I would take it that Colo Turi um, on the coaching staff at Celtic would have done his homework on, on that one and that would be coming with uh, his recommendation. So he would have to have something, otherwise, Celtic wouldn't pay money for him uh, and bring him in. But as I said, I think Celtic 1 or 2 will go out. I still think their search for a right back goes on. I know what Brendan Rodgers has said to the media yesterday in, in Dubai, but I think if the right option becomes available, they will spend four or five million on a right back because it's a priority position uh, for them sooner rather than uh, than later. And possibly get out the door. I mentioned that on Wednesday night, Gordon. I would put a question mark, perhaps over Scott Sinclair's future. Roger Hanna. 
quality. You know, Celtic, they've done a lot of their work in attacking areas with the guys that Mark mentioned there. And I think defence must now be a priority, particularly that left back, the right back role, I should say. They've looked at Lakistania. I think Atalanta won 10 million for him, so that won't be happening. And they're now looking at the Olympiacos, Norwegian international Olympiacos, Eli Abdelloui. Um, again, that's going to cost in the region of £4 million if they can get the deal done. So it does sound a lot of money for a right back, but as Mark says, it is the priority area of the team for Celtic. Um, the others in the last week, the, the one maybe intrigues me most was the one that was concluded last night, Ryan Gold on loan to Hibernian because mm-hmm. he left as a 17 or 18-year-old and more or less disappeared. Three loan spells already away from Sporting Lisbon. Um, you know, as far as we know, his career... It it stalled to all intents and purposes because he wasn't getting anywhere near the Sporting Lisbon first team. And now at 23, he's not a kid. It's time for him to come back and make an impact in Scottish football. One thing that he could do, Roger, perhaps for the right back at uh, Olympiacos, is there's certainly an interest, a long-standing interest from Olympiacos in Dedrick Boyata. And perhaps something could be done with both clubs during this window where there can be some kind of exchange. Mark, what what we do know let's talk about the five players who have landed at Celtic and Rangers it's old heads Defoe, Davis versus young legs Weir, Burke and Bayo so at this stage in the season is it a gamble to go with young legs is it a gamble to go with old heads only time will tell it won't be a gamble if you become the champions if you don't become the champions and I include Rangers in uh, and this because I think there's now a level of expectancy and rightly so that they can go on and win the league uh, this season that, that if it doesn't pay off then questions will, will be asked um, particularly for Celtic bearing in mind that the last transfer window that they had in July and August and this one but like we said before it's only 12th of January there's 19 days to do business and a lot can be done in that time uh, Fraser Wishart, um I know you, you often are You've got your foot in both camps. You're looking at the, the the benefit these guys could bring to the game, but perhaps whilst looking for what that does to, to young Scottish players, you would prefer perhaps to see more of them coming through. I appreciate that. What are you making of the, the the window so far? Well, I think every window I make comments at the end of it about the number of players that we bring on loan. We just seem to be a development league for for Premiership teams in in, in England, and quite often the guys we get are, are very very young. And that, and that's not having uh, a go at the, the old firm. Every club, you know, you look at every club from top to bottom. And I think you'll see a huge influx towards the end of the window when all of a sudden clubs begin getting a wee bit of a panic and uh, and, and just take lads on on loan, which which can stop uh, development. I mean, Celtic can't can't be pointing finger at them. They've got a huge number of players, and I think they began to bring through a number of the younger uh, generation. Anthony Ralston's beginning to make a push for it, but Statman, their team, Kearney, McGregor, Forrest, you know, they've got a, a lot of players that come in there, but. Um, yeah, it's one of these windows where I think uh, I've been surprised at so much transfer activity in the early part of the window because usually it's towards the end and that's not just at the old firm. You know, you're looking at Hearts have brought in Vanacek who they signed already in Shaughnessy. Hibs are beginning to look at uh, bringing in players like Gold and Neil Lennon can't be happy with it, with their position. I think I think Motherwell made a, a fantastic signing in Ross McCormick. Totally different players, almost a swap for Ryan Bowman. Bowman's a big up and atom centre forward, but uh, McCormick. I think if he'd been signed by the old firm, there'd have been bigger publicity about it. But uh, he will be terrific if he can get his fitness back fairly quickly. A guy who's maybe 25 million pounds worth of transfer fee 
He's been a regular scorer at the championship level. So, so some interesting, interesting stuff from a, from a point of view of, of nothing happening so far. We were worried about Kilmarnock. You know, Jordan Jones. Will he stay in this window, or will he go? When Greg Stewart's been recalled to Birmingham, and I know there's talk of him coming back up, but he's playing so well. I think Birmingham might need him. They've got a transfer embargo down south as well. And Aberdeen, if they're going to keep themselves in the championship race, I think they need to bring in a couple of players as well, particularly with Max Lowe, the left back, going going back to Derby after his loan period. So, an interesting couple of weeks ahead, uh, Gordon. But the old firm have certainly set the standards. They've, they've, they've gone early. Gordon Deal, I know Celtic fans think they'll win the league, and Rangers fans, some of them, think that, that they'll win the league. But it would be disrespectful to, to completely rule out teams like Kilmarnock. And with that in mind, just how big a blow is it going to be? Just how much will it change the complexion at the top if, if Greg Stewart, as we expect, will not be there in the second half of the season? Is Gordon Deal still with us? No, they've, they've yeah, yeah, oh, can you hear me? Us. Sorry, sorry, I was just saying autographs yeah. here. Uh, yeah, no, it's absolutely <laughs> massive, um, you know, the fact that they've lost Greg Stewart. Uh, because he's a goal scorer, he's been in terrific form. I feel, I feel, I must admit, I feel for Steve Clark. He's, he, he just has to build and build, but he's doing a terrific job. And obviously the big question mark is over Jordan Jones as well. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I just think it's so exciting. And Hugh, Hugh goes on about a point there. Is it old heads or young legs? And Mark Guidi's right, we cannot tell. You don't know until you get them in the club to the fit into the team structure. Can they handle the pressure of playing in, 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 in big games? I think we're so exciting with the, 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 the signings, not just with Celtic Rangers. You look at Aberdeen as well, Hearts and Hibs, goal coming back. I cannot wait for a big league to start again. But the biggest worry of all for Kilmarnock, never mind Greg Stewart, never mind Jordan Jones, will he go to Rangers before the transfer window ends or will he see it out at Kilmarnock to the end of the season? There's speculation down south today that Nottingham Forest, who have lost their manager, are interested in Stevie Clark. And why wouldn't they be? Because he has been phenomenal up here in a calendar year to have won more points than Celtic or Rangers that's tremendous the talk is that Nottingham Forest are interested now would you leave though Hugh you, you take on their basket case there they, they sack managers willy nilly you don't have it, it, one of the reasons why Cranshaw actually says that we wanted to leave was because he wasn't in control of things that were going on behind the scenes because the interference is common with that board down there at Forest the, the, the problem we have is that we are what we are yeah. and the championship is massive mm. and uh, if something like that comes along I do appreciate what you're saying that they sack managers willy nilly but if something like that comes along it is a temptation mm. um, let me look back out to the guys most people not everyone most people would expect Celtic's ne- next piece of business or big piece of business to be a right back What what's next for Rangers are you st- still expecting more I mean we've seen names like Craig Bryson thrown about can you see that happening half, I would say Gordon I still think a centre-half, if they can, go and get... Again, I know there's, there's, there's restrictions with the budget and they're not easy to find, but I still think that Rangers um, are short in, in that area. They've got Joe Warrell, they've got Conor Goldson, they've got uh, Gareth McCauley, they've, they've got Katic. I don't think Katic, you know, within the club, I'm not sure they feel that Katic um, is up to it in terms of getting them over a line to win a title or win a, a Scottish Cup. So I think if somebody becomes available... In the central defensive area, I think Rangers would, would, would push the boat out to get it over the line. The thing is with that, Mark, is I think one of the key things is they would have to balance up the book. They'd have to try and get one of these guys back out because otherwise you're carrying five centre-halves 
it's, mm. it's a bit too much And with the squad That they have I think they'll have to Free up yeah. some money to, to get that happen But I agree with you In principle Mark Yeah I agree and, and, But you just wonder What's going to be Really interesting for me Maybe not so much Next Friday night In the, in the Scottish Cup tie At Cowdenbeath But you know Going towards the end of the month When the league kicks off again What do you do With Defoe and Morelos Now Defoe's not coming here To sit on the bench mm. He wouldn't allow it And at his age You know stuff like He's coming here to play Morelos I don't think it'd be good for him to sit on the bench in terms of the atmosphere around the place. I, I think he could go sulky very, very quickly. So for me, and, and I know there's a lot of games you can, and you can manage it, but, but predominantly they want to be seen in start games. What do you do with the two? And that's going to be interesting for me, what Steven Gerrard does with the two of them. And I think, I, I don't know, I know it goes against everything they've done this season, but does he look at maybe going to a back three to allow that extra one up top? Uh, Roger Hanna, how much is in the, the Craig Bryson story? Um, well, it wasn't a story that was in my newspaper. To my, to my knowledge, I'll be true then, Roger. To my knowledge, there's not a great deal in it. They've already um, signed Glenn Kamara on a pre-contract. That deal could be concluded by the end of the month. And if you look at that area of the team, Stephen Davis has come in. Arfield, Jack, McCrory all played in the win against Celtic. There's still the likes of Cooley Bali there as well. They do look reasonably well stocked in that area of the team. Graham Dorans, if you remember, is still on the staff as well. So uh, I tend to agree with Mark. I think a centre-half and maybe some kind of change of formation could be seen in the second half of the season because otherwise either Defoe won't be happy or Morelos won't be happy. Uh, and Fraser Wisher, you'll have seen the ins and outs of, of pre-contracts and, and the impact that can or, or, or can't have on players there's been a lot of focus on Jordan Jones because Kilmarnock are so close to Rangers in the league then there was the tweet and all the rest of it but actually um, it looks like Glenn Kamara could even be a possibility this window as well yeah well it looks like Jim McIntyre's perhaps willing to let him go and uh, you know and I, I, again I think we said last week I think Kamara's a good player but is he better than Ryan Jack in that position because they're very similar players or Koulibaly or or McCrory and, and that's why I agree with Roger I don't see Bryson being, being, a, being a possibility because Rangers must be spending an awful lot of money at, at this moment and Defoe will be a huge outlay because you know the, the numbers that you hear from down south that the kind of salary that he's on it's, it's massive amounts so even though they're only paying a, a percentage and probably a, a small percentage in, in real terms of, 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 uh, of his salary it'll still be a huge chunk of money and I think as a board of directors you'd be saying okay you're, you're signed Defoe I've spent a lot of money and it's even Gerrard so is he playing? And, and I think Matt's right where does that leave Morelos who's been the, the absolute key player for them this year so do they change formation do they change tactics so intriguing but I, I'm not sure Rangers unless they free money up are going to be able to, to, to bring anybody else in whereas I do think Celtic if necessary will go and sign players if they become available and, uh, as I said, said last week sorry you said last week that the, the, the dynamics change the attacks have changed from Celtic's point of view it's not about buying players to settle in for next year's Champions League qualification campaign it's buying players for the here and now to win this league yeah Fraser you touched on how much it must be costing to get Jermaine Defoe I dare yeah. say Stephen Davis didn't come cheaply either yeah. uh, and all of the financial activity that's taken place at Rangers since Stephen Gerrard became manager and incidentally he'll be costing a pretty penny as well this for me highlights one thing Rangers are throwing everything but the kitchen sink at the title this season they want it and they want it badly enough to spend money perhaps that don't even have uh, to the guys around the grounds we know we've seen in, in previous years there's often a domino effect does Greg Stewart's situation affect Jordan Jones' situation does that, does that change the way Kilmarnock see things 
Yeah, I think it does because I don't think they can afford to lose both of them in this window and, and keep up the challenge at the top of the, 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 the table. And there's a, there's a value in Jordan Jones that, that, that they would have to probably accept. As we say all the time, that value might be, you know, three, four hundred thousand pounds, which Rangers might not be willing to pay because Jones staying and keeping them up in third or fourth rather than finishing sixth, it's a huge value financially. You know, it's a, it's a massive amount of money in terms of prize money. So sometimes clubs are better keeping the player and just letting them go for free at the end of the season because they get more in prize money. But uh, I think it does it does affect them. And again, it just shows you that smaller clubs. It's great when the the players come and they play brilliantly, like Jones and Stewart. But the problem is that they attract so much attention. And I said earlier, you know, I think Birmingham are under the transfer embargo, so Stewart might go back and walk into the Birmingham team because they, they, they can't sign players at the moment. So that that's going to have a huge impact on Kilmarnock's season. Honestly, you should see these two. They're loving the music in the background. The Fraser <laughs> wishes. One in, old, one in, in old firm should sign that DJ. Honestly, it's magnificent. That is the loudest PA system we have in the afternoon. There's always one. That is the world where. Calvin Harris comes from, isn't it? That so is true. Ah, that is yeah. true. Trendy boy, Mark. Yeah, sure, sure. Ah, yeah, he knows his sure. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is, that, yeah. is that the fella that, that makes up the pants? That's <laughs> <laughs> Rolf um, Hugh Evans. That's um, Calvin Wise in your case, Hugh. <laughs> uh, uh, Hugh Evans. Um, of course, at this time of year, we all get fascinated about uh, recruitment. Who's coming in? How many players are we yeah. going to sign? There is also that uh, old practice of making the players that you have better. Yeah. And in previous years, Celtic have really benefited from the the break in Dubai and uh, you know a bit a bit of a a, t- a chance to regroup. So I suppose yeah. Brendan Rodgers will look for a similar impact this time. Yeah, but Brendan Rodgers, like other managers, uh, will have to be wary. It's not just about who you bring in; it's about who might be going out. Dedrick Boyata a year ago wanted out of Celtic and Dedrick Boyata got into such a state he refused to play for Celtic over not getting the move that he wanted so Brendan Rodgers has to be careful if Boyata goes Celtic had better have a contingency plan because this is not just about Timothy Weah exciting though he may be or Ollie Burke or Bio. there's a place at the back to be looked after as well because Celtic in the first half of the season conceded 18 points and that's remarkably high for a Brendan Rodgers team I mean Roger Hanna and kind of rewording what, what I said to Hugh of course everyone wants wants their team strengthened but you, you, you can also even if Celtic hadn't signed anyone Brendan Rodgers would still hope that this week and this, this break would allow him to get more out of the players that he has at the moment yeah, because they looked as if they were running out of gas. They had an awful lot of fixtures between the summer and the 29th of December. I think that somebody say Callum McGregor played about 40 games. 44. 40, uh, was it was 44? Sure. Yeah, I mean, that takes a lot out of you. Um, they looked as if they were in desperate need of a break in Dubai. Um, you have to remember, if they win the game in hand against St. Johnson, they'll be three points clear. They've won the last seven domestic trophies. Um, they're still in Europe. It's, it's, they've won the League Cup. You know, it's not exactly a season... It's been disastrous for Celtic so far. It ended with a very, very poor performance at Ibrox. It ended with a run of, I think, three defeats in the last six games before the split. So they were in need of the break. They were in need of recharging the batteries. I think they were in need of some fresh blood. doesn't surprise me at all that Burke's in, Bio's in, Weah's in. There will be more coming. Although fascinating to read Brendan Rodgers this morning saying... Don't expect a marquee signing. Don't expect another £5 million plus signing this month. Um, They'll look to strengthen, but that's not the Celtic way at the minute. The Celtic way remains bringing them in, developing them, selling them for more money. So, as Mark said, two and a half weeks still to go, and it'll be a fascinating two and a half weeks. 
Okay let's leave that be For the meantime We're going to go back around the grounds And build up the kick off next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result you deserve Talk to Thompsons.com Less than 15 minutes to kick off In our big featured <laughs> matches In the Championship and League One This afternoon We have Partick Thistle against Falkirk That's got a standout look about it Dundee United Dunfermline Alawa Morton Queen of the South Ross County And in League One The Gordon DL Derby Airdrie against Wraith Rovers Let's go back around the grounds Alison Cornway Quick recap of those teams Till we get a grip on how many uh, New signings are involved for both Because it's been quite a turnaround Yeah well for Partick Thistle There's no changes to the team From the side that drew at the United last weekend so the Connor Hazard in goal a back four of Christy Elliott Sean McGinty Stephen Saunders and James Penrice in the midfield Miles Story Stuart Bannigan Gary Harkins Craig Slater and Blair Spittle with Chris Doolan up top on the bench Sneddon Erskine Wilson Fitzpatrick Jeffries Cardle and Roy for Falkirk one change from that win at your United last weekend and a debut for former Partick Thistle captain Abdul Osman so David Mitchell in goal a back three of Kieran McKenna Paul Dixon and Jordan McGee in the midfield it'll be Thomas Robson Mark Waddington Ian McShane Abdul Osmond and Lewis Kidd up top Zach Rudden and Ross McLean on the bench Fasan Muirhead Peyton McKee Blavery Keeler Dunn and O'Hara so I think for Falkirk it'll be six new players in their starting 11 and a couple on the bench as well of course Davis Keeler done signing this week that's eight players that they've got in so far in the January transfer window for Partick Thistle Stephen Saunders is of course in the starting 11 Connor Hazard is there as well and there is a place on the bench for Joe Cardle yeah more than a dozen new signings between them that, that's what happens when you're at the bottom uh, a bit of a development on, on that game Alex and from a Rangers perspective um, is that Zach Rudden who plays today has now extended his loan at Falkirk yep. until the end of the season um, I mean you look at his form since he went there he's clearly um, been enjoying it I think it's 7 goals yep. in 15 games everybody knows a 1 in 2 ratio was good especially if it's at the team that's bottom yeah. of the league um, so it'll be interesting to see his development between now and May Yeah I think it's a win-win That makes sense to continue his loan deal Because he wouldn't feature for the Rangers first team He's got a good bit to go from that It gives him experience Getting goals as well It's good for the confidence So uh, from everyone's point of view Gordon I would say it's a it's a, a good uh, move um, But multi-team Falker are really really struggling um, Where they go for here I don't know Because obviously they've brought Ray McKinnon into the fold uh, and uh, equally important as the Partick Thistle, you know, whoever comes out on top today could be the bonus mm. to kickstart it. We keep seeing this week in, week out. So, look forward to this game. Uh, when you're at the bottom, Hugh, you tend to turn up at, at games fearing the worst. Mm. Um, so, but there is reason for optimism for both because Falkirk have won four games this season, every one of them on the road. Uh-huh. Partick Thistle have won four games this season, every one of them <laughs> at home. I, I don't know what's going to give this afternoon. I wake up every day fearing the worst. <laughs> so this is my specialist topic. That's a bonus if you wake up here. <laughs> you better believe it, Alan. Um, I look at this division today, Gordon, and I see mini dramas all over the place. The the, the biggest drama of all, of course, is at Fairhill because for Partick Thistle, defeat is unthinkable. For Falkirk, they've made all of these signings because they're thinking we certainly cannot drop down to the third tier of Scottish football, not with the fan base that they have, the stadium they have. Uh, so they're all taking steps then Fairland think you know what we could still get into the playoff places so they sack their manager and bring in another one all over that division mini dramas Roy McGregor saying if Ross County the team at the top don't get up it'll cost them £600,000 everywhere today is tension filled and if people say oh you're applying pressure 
Yes, you've got to live with pressure. If you're a party Thistle player, you've got to live with the pressure of being in a team who have gone from the top of the Premiership, the top six in the Premiership, to the bottom mm. of the Championship in jig time. You've got to live with the pressure before you drop down any further. Morton are at Alloa today, Roger. Hannah Morton, some good results recently, none more so than the win um, against Ross County. They might even have the chance to go on a bit of a cup run when they take on East Fife next week. When you're taking on Alloa at the moment, Roger, how important is it to match them for character? I mean, since even the start of December, they've come back from 2-0 down twice uh, and 1-0 down to win against Dundee United as well. So they, they've got that, perhaps, Jim Goodwin-inspired, never-say-die attitude. Yeah, and you listen to you there, and he's right about the pressure, but Alloa Athletic in the Championship are the exception that proves Hughes' rule. There is no pressure on Alloa. They're the only part-time team in the division. Nothing was expected of them when they came up through the playoffs last season. And Jim Goodwin's done a terrific job. He's manager of the month. He's put together a side that, as you say, has got this never-say-die spirit, almost sort of built in, in Jim's own image. And whatever happens today, even if they lose, they can't go back in to the bottom two, regardless what happens at Fur Hill. And there's a big week coming up for, for Jim Goodwin and some of his players because you mentioned Morton's Cup hopes next week. Jim Goodwin takes Little Alloa back to his old club, St Mirren, Next Saturday, the likes of Jordan Kirkpatrick has just been freed by Oren Kearney and is back at Alloa for a third spell. They will absolutely love the opportunity to go and maybe have a cup shock and heap more pressure, more of that P word, onto Oren Kearney and St Mirren next week. And what better way to prepare than get a decent result against St Mirren's old rivals today? Uh, one team who certainly will feel the pressure of, of chasing promotion is Dundee United. Clearly many expect them to get out of... Uh, that division, Mark Guidi. Stevie Crawford in the, the Dunfermline dugout for the first time as manager. There's there's an obvious connection there with, with you know, it's a place he knows well. Were you surprised he got the job or is that one you expected? No, I, I was surprised. He was part of the, the, the coaching staff uh, here, but yeah, I was surprised actually. Uh, Jim Goodman was a name that was mentioned uh, for that job. He, he has mentions uh, around because of the what he's been doing at Alloa. And actually, as Roger mentioned, you, you look at Alloa, the only part time. Uh, club in that league compared to Brecon last season I think Brecon get four or five points the whole of the season never won a game I'll have got 20 points already so it shows you what what a job that Jim Goodwin uh, is doing there but certainly for Dunfermline I mean, I looked through their squad and I mentioned it last week they should be in a better position they've got a terrific squad as have Dundee United and that's why they are third in the league and certainly looking uh, to go on and win the, the championship under Robbie Nielsen both these clubs have changed managers it's been a cutthroat championship this season with half the, the clubs in it changing managers I didn't give you the teams there I'll quickly give you them just now Dundee United 4-1-3-2 Ben Segrist in goals at the back Stuart Murdoch Rashid Buhena Freddie Franz and Callum Booth holding player Fraser 5 and the three are Sam Stanton Cammy Smith and Matthew Smith in behind Paul McMullen and Pavel Sofranco on the bench for Dundee United Rakovin, Clark and King Nesbitt, Robson, Thomas and Watson for Dunfermline they go with a 4-2-3-1 it's Lee Robinson in goals at the back Jackson Longridge Lee Ashtoff, Danny Devine and Joe Thompson holding two Tom Beedling and James Vincent and it's James Cragen, Callum Higginbotham and Miles Hippolyte in behind the lone striker the impressive one lone hearts player Aidan Kenner on the bench 
for uh, Stevie Crawford in his first game in charges Gil, Dunnan and Conley Martinelle back to a Callum Smith and Muirhead and today's match referee Tanadice Alan Muir Fraser Wishart's watching Queen of the South against Ross County uh, Fraser you don't like to label anyone a one man team it's very unfair when we, when we hear it but my word Stephen Dolby's contribution uh, has been incredible for Queen of the South uh, this season and in recent seasons as well I was going to say for, for season after season you know and, and, and I know he still stays down south so this is a team that's he plays probably four as close to his heart and I'm sure there's many a premiership club that have tried to get him over the last few years but he's happy because he travels up here and he gets a bit of freedom to come and go when he wants but my goodness he does the business and he looks very <coughs> very fit I remember when he was a younger player at Rangers and the Hibs I think one of the issues was not, not about his talent or whatever else but maybe his fitness he carried a wee bit of weight but he's very lean now and he's a, he's a terrific pro and at 36 they're still playing at this kind of level and you're right 30 goals but they're still sitting fifth in the table they're not top of the table so without those goals goodness knows where they would, they would actually be and just looking at the teams which I'll give you in, in a minute there's only five substitutes for, for Queen of the South today so it's a small squad that Gary Naismith is, is, is working with and uh, I think they might get something today I think there's something about Queen of the South got a bit of spirit Ross County maybe just beginning to feel the pressure you look at their team and said earlier it's all guys with premiership experience and guys we've recognised playing at the highest level but they're in for a, a last 15-16 games where it's going to be real pressure on them unless they can go on a wee run just now and pull themselves away from the, the teams below them I didn't give you the teams there's one change for Queen of the South on loan Barry Maguire comes into the team in, in, the, in the centre of defence he's on loan from Motherwell Al Martins and goals back for Scott Mercer Callum Fordyce Barry Maguire and Jordan Marshall midfield Josh Todd Michael Doyle Keegan Jacobs and Nicky Lowe with Lyndon Dykes and the aforementioned Stephen Doby up front five subs Jack Leafield Andy Sterling Dean Watson Connor Murray and Owen Bell for Ross County they've made three changes Van der Weg and Spencer recent signs have come in as does Josh Mullen they've got Scott Fox in goals back for Keith Watson Ross Draper Kenny Van der Weg and Tom Gravosti midfield Josh Mullen Lewis Spence Jamie Lindsay and Michael Gardine with Ross Stewart and Billy Mackay up front and a full seven subs for Ross County Sean Kelly Declan McManus Ross Monroe Harry Payton Don Cowie James Wallace and Tom Kelly and the referee today at Palmerston is Stephen Reid uh, just finally Gordon Dale pressure is the word of the day how much pressure expectation will there be on, on Wraith Rovers is because sometimes it, it takes many years to shake a mindset and, and I know it's a, a different club perhaps from the one that you were at but they'll still fancy themselves to be above League One won't they? Yeah and plus the fact they're carrying the tag Gordon that no one likes because supporters look at you and say well you're full time only full time uh, team in the division just now uh, so that comes with a big burden and a lot of pressure as well because obviously the board's invested uh, a lot of money into the club and they'll be looking for a reward from that. I'd say it's a massive game for them because you would expect a broth with Dick Campbell going to Stenhouse Muir, no disrespect, uh, to get three points there. So Wraith have got to keep in this uh, title race and they've got to pick up three points against an every team who's bang on for them. And you look at, you know, that the, the carrot be, can be dangled in the dressing room because... Airdrie go to Celtic next week in the Scottish Cup. What an incentive that is for the players to keep their place. And Wraith Rovers play in the Fife Derby against Dunfermline. So everything to play for here. I had a terrific game last week with Dumbarton and Forfar, and I'm looking forward to the same. Inverness against Ayr is the other match in the Championship and the kickoffs are next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Time for you to get in touch with us and let us know what you made of today's action, today's results, or any of the week's big talking points, whether that's transfers, winter breaks, the return to competitive action in the top flight next week, or anything else that may be on your mind. Two ways to get in touch. You can give us a call on 0141. 
951-1025 Or you can send us a tweet At Clyde SSB A quick recap of today's results Before we do that In the Championship It was Alloa 2 Morton 1 Dundee United 1 Dunfermline 0 Inverness 1 Air United 0 Partick Thistle 1 Falkirk 1 And Queen of the South 4 Ross County 0 In League 1 Airdrie 1 Wraith Rovers 1 Brecon 1 Dumbarton 0 4 for 2 Stranraer 1 Montrose 0 East 5 2 And Stenhouse Muir 1 Arbroath 4 Scottish League 2 It's Albion Rovers 0 Peterhead 2 Berwick 0 Clyde 3 Elgin City 1 Cowdenbeath 4 Queen's Park 0 Edinburgh City 4 And Stirling Albion 2 Annan 1 We'll finish with the English Premier League West Ham 1 Arsenal 0 Brighton 0 Liverpool 1 Burnley 2 Fulham 1 Cardiff 0 Huddersfield 0 Crystal Palace 1 Watford 2 And Leicester City 1 Southampton 2 uh, Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are still here Gordon DL is with us as well And so is Fraser Wisher Take your pick What should be on the minds this afternoon Hugh? Ongoing crisis at uh, Partick Thistle When you hear the Thistle fans chanting You don't know what you're doing in the general direction of Gary Caldwell, then there's serious trouble. Uh, it is now, I think, a two-way fight between Falkirk and Partick Thistle. Alwa, to their great credit, are seven points away from Partick Thistle now, only a point behind Dunfermline, and Jim Goodwin is performing miracles with the only part-time club in the league. So it's trouble for Partick Thistle and at the top of that division three teams separated by three points Ross County United and Dundee United top and bottom drama all the way Fraser Wisher we do have a real title race in our hands in that division we've been speaking a lot about the top flight but the championship is heating up at both ends it is nobody seems to want to win it uh, Gordon you know, I watched Ross County today it's two defeats in a row away to, to Morton and here today 4-0 I mean it was emphatic victory but uh, at the top of the table one of the old Queens Queen South Worthies and we see them all all these grounds come up to me just uh, about five minutes ago and was, uh, was saying yeah, only nine points behind we could win this league but only if we get Alfredo Morelos <laughs> on loan so uh, they're optimistic down here but but uh, Queens were terrific, really good. And you know, Dobie gets all the credit, and sometimes you think, well, yeah, I know he scores a lot of goals, but he was absolutely brilliant. Every time he gets the ball, he causes chaos and fear in defenders. But to the top, the top of it, nobody seems to want to win it, and I think it's going to be a very, very close at, at the top of the table at the end of the season. If you're just getting back in the car round about now, Partick Thistle fans, give us a call. Another difficult day. It looked like it was going to be a good day for so long. Blair Spittle putting you in front. Gary Harkin sent off Falkirk equalised through Zach Rudden And if you're keeping an eye on the scores Alloa then go and beat Morton as well 01419511025 We're going to hear from Gary Caldwell So Partick Thistle fans Let's hear from you And Falkirk as well You're both kind of as you were If you like And if you've got any thoughts on the transfer window Because it's very much open Tell us So this is where you get involved Celtic and Rangers fans And anyone else in the top flight What's next for your team in the window? Well What's next for Partick Thistle? They will persevere with Gary Caldwell because he brought in so many players. And as uh, Alec Ray reminded me during the last break, you're not going to bring in another yeah. manager now and who looks at a whole cast of players that he didn't bring. So the crowd might think you don't know what you're doing, but Partick Thistle, Jackie Lowe, Jerry Britton, They've got no other choice They have to back Gary Colwell A gone deal after getting locked in at Dumbarton last week Almost having to spend the night How long do you think we could keep you there at Airdrie? Oh, fuck, another five, ten minutes Don't worry about it mm, I'm, just, right. I'm just listening to that discussion there with you About that you've got to keep uh, Gary Colwell I'm going to 
um, the game next week, Partick against Trinrat in the Scottish Cup. If he did lose that, I'm sorry, I don't think they would keep with mm. Gary Cornwell. That's a, that's a. F- I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's it would definitely happen, but that then becomes a huge. You know, that's a banana skin anyway. Of but you're Gary Caldwell, you're dreading that because it's almost no win. You know, if you you scrape you scrape two 0 yeah. you get past and Arfolk go. Hmm, so what? But if you lose, yeah. But if they, if you lose and then they do sack him, like Daz is saying, like Hugh and Alex have touched on, a new manager comes in, they're back to the same position Gary Caldwell was in maybe six weeks ago when he had all these players and was going. Well, I need to get my own mm. players in. But this time, the new manager can't do anything about it. So I think you'll see Gary Caldwell. He might go through hard times, but I think you'll see him there till the end of the season. Um, but he has to start picking up results. And let, let, let's, not, let's not be unfair because Graham Campbell's on Twitter. I did ask the question to Alison at the end. Graham says the fans were singing at Andrew Dallas, not Caldwell. So, no. There we go. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew Dallas. No, no Daz will stick up for Andrew Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So listen, let, let's not get ahead of ourselves because Graham Campbell was there. That's his interpretation of events. But it so. still doesn't change the actual point which we're talking no. about there no. in terms of you know results and whether that is a club. Uh, for me, I can't see them changing it. If, if finances, how do you afford another manager? How do you then get? Players, unless you get a manager to come in and stick with the players that are actually there currently, but who's going to subscribe to that? Because you know it's mm, uh, it's a yeah. madhouse at the bottom of the league at the moment. Uh, but don't forget, if you're a fan of a top flight team, you've perhaps been away in one of those warm weather training camps, as oh. they call it these days. Be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, oh lovely. Um, working hard though, I'm sure. And you're going to be back and into cup action next week before the league resumes. So give us all your thoughts. Um, as you prepare to resume competitive action You top flight teams 01419511025 uh, Let me take a quick look at Clyde SSB There's still answers coming in on, on the teaser And there we go There we go Lindsay as well says The fans weren't chanting at Caldwell It was aimed at Dallas That's fine I, I don't mind that at all Just uh, I, I do find it I wasn't there So I'll take anybody's word for it Who was there But I would find it funny That in the midst of a day in which you start five points adrift of Alloa and then seven points adrift of Alloa that you take your anger out on a referee. What do you find? Have you ever been to a football game? Of course. That's what they do all the time. Every level, win, lose, or draw, the ref the gets ref it gets in the neck. I, I, I do understand that, but. Party Thistle fans are much more to concern themselves mm. with than Andrew Dallas. Anyway, Andy, not that one, is a Party Thistle fan from Drumchapel. Hi, Andy. How you doing there, guys? Uh, just in the car on the way back for the game. The official game, so I just wanted to go and talk a wee bit. I, I caught the start, he's talking, uh, just talking about Gary Caldwell and that. Um, I hadn't been to a couple of games, uh, or I hadn't been to the games for a few weeks there just because I was a bit disappointed with the way the team was playing. Today was the first game I've been back to in about six. Uh, until Harkins gets sent off, I actually thought we were controlling that game. Uh, I should have probably scored a couple more goals, and I was quite happy with the performance. Problem was when Harkins went. Which I didn't think was uh, his first yellow. I don't think he should have got the yellow card for that. The second one, I would have given my yellow for that. But when Harkins went, you could see the panic started setting in the team. Um, so for me, I think uh, we should keep Caldwell. I think uh, Harkins, although he got sent off the day, certainly brought a spark to the team. Bannigan in the middle there and Spittle. I mean, Spittle and Elliot, um, start of the season, kind of first first six games Elliot and, and Spittle I think were terrible in story as well but I saw a big difference in the team today and I think we need to be a wee bit more clinical up front trying to press we had a lot of possessions round about the box but the, the 
final ball into the box was a wee bit disappointing today. We need to get a bit better than that. And, um, but for me, I definitely see a difference in the team, you know. The, the comparisons uh, with, with Jack Ross is quite uncanny from when Jack Ross went to St Mirren with Gary Caldwell. How things weren't going right. Section of fans saying, look, he needs to go. He had to go into the crowd, remember. Gary Caldwell hasn't reached that stage yet. But if what Andy's saying is the players who were there at the club before they get in, if they're starting to improve, I mean, that doesn't happen overnight when you come in. I understand Gary's been there for a number of weeks now, but. New bodies as well, though. New bodies coming in, um, new environment, you know, for some of these guys. And then the players that were there, you know, get a wee lift from the new bodies that come in. Again, it's that doesn't happen overnight. Well, they will improve. And fans like Andy saying that it was a certain improvement for what he's seen early on in the season. Well, they're going the right track, but having said that, then they need to find a way to win games. And I, I did say when they went 1-0 up, if they had to win ugly and whatever, See do out, what yeah. it takes. But, mm. you know, they just can't seem to do that in a minute. They, they don't seem to have that mental strength to see games out when they're on top. And they could you sense the, the, the tension when it when it gets to that stage of the game and you've just got the one goal lead and then, of course, the sending off. Is, is that just a byproduct of being at the bottom? You start you dread these situations and sometimes it's it's self-fulfilling. Definitely, I mean, I, I think um, the fans of day knew when we were one up. I mean, we were playing well. Um, I, I thought we were going to score, and it would have been great. We should have pushed for a second, you know. Um, Story, I thought was he was pretty good today up front. He chased down every ball. He was um, lost causes, and he was getting a few shots away. I felt there was times we should have put the ball into the box earlier, and then I, I don't know what happened. They, they decided to play back the way. For me, I think that's. You know, if you could have a word with Gary, if I could personally have a word with Gary Caldwell, I would say to him that box, that ball needs to go into that box a hell of a lot earlier than it does. Because see, when we start messing about, it's giving other teams time. Falkirk were having loads of time to get players back. You know, when we started dancing about it, when it really needed a one-time ball into the box, and the other things, the quality of the delivery, sometimes it's, it's, it's uh, I don't know how to explain it. When you're a professional footballer and you can't deliver a decent ball into the into the park it's, uh, into the box mm. it's, uh, it's frightening you know Fraser Wishart we've seen many teams down at the bottom and, and that can happen you know Andy talks about you know wanting a bit more sort of urgency moving the ball forward these are the, these are the things that go when you're under pressure because you're happy to you'd much rather just turn to the side and, and give it five yards to the guy next to you because it's low risk and that's why they're at the bottom of the table you know teams at the bottom of the table are there because there's not been great quality in the box or they're not defending properly and uh, it's about belief it's about confidence, and that goes so so quickly. And, and you know, I heard Hugh talking earlier about Gary Caldwell's interview, and it's about certain moments in games. I was at the game at Tannadice last week, and it was exactly like that. And I had a chat with Gary afterwards, and he was just so disappointed because his team were brilliant for about an hour. Really good football last week at Tannadice, controlling the game. Should have been three up at half time, but as Andy the caller they're saying they don't score enough goals at the, at, at, the, at the correct time, but they could have lost it because in the last half hour. The confidence just went when United got the goal back and they were really hanging on towards the end. So uh, it's, it's a strange thing. Confidence can just go, but it can come back quickly. And if they can get a result and get to a couple of results, it can just mm. spring from there. But uh, it's, it's impossible for a manager to, to, to put confidence and belief into the players. It's got to come from within. Gordon Deal, is this why a relegation battle is about being psychologically sound as much as anything? Yeah, I, th- I think Mark's touched on it. I think you've just got to go and get results. And and I hear Fraser there saying, and I've heard a lot over a, the, the last few weeks here about how well Partick Thistle have been playing, but they're not picking up points. And just now, it's about winning 
you know, ugly as they say in this game. You've got to you've got to pick the points up. I think they'll have a great opportunity next week. No disrespect to Sunra. You know, there's a bit of pressure off them. It's the Scottish Cup. They, they will win the game probably. Can they get a few goals? Can they build a bit of confidence? Momentum going into the next league game. But they certainly need a win shortly because mm. it would be incredible if Partick Thistle dropped down in our division. Andy, you don't need me to tell you. Already played 21. Um, if my arithmetic is correct, that means there's only 15 games to go, Andy. Right now, what, what are you thinking? How's the confidence levels? We'd won that the day they would have certainly been a lot better. Uh, I'm, the performances for me, like I said, have, have been, you know, they've moved on a lot and I just hope the guys don't, uh, you know, the confidence is shot after that, losing the goal today. Like I said, I didn't think Harkins should have got a yellow card for the first one. The second one was, so if he'd have stayed in the park, of course, it's ifs, buts. I thought we would do a penalty as well. So it's just about, if we can get a bit of luck and if Gary Caldwell can just get that team believing and, and just... I think, like I say, get those balls in the box a lot earlier and just try and steal a goal. And like you guys said as well, it's not here to play nice football. I would, I would sooner see us kick teams off the park and get 1-0 victories than uh, be dancing about and playing nice football. So, I don't think... I think... Uh, I'm hoping we're not going to get relegated, but I don't see us climbing up uh, above 10th. So that'll, be, that'll be for sure. And I'll be happy if we stay in the division this year. That's... The play- I'll be a happy fan The so playoffs two years in a row Andy Could you handle that? Uh, <laughs> you I don't might know You <laughs> might have to That was Andy Indram Chapel Partick Thistle fan uh, Graham's not happy He says Gordon you asked you If he's been to football games He's been to more than you've had hot dinners <laughs> That is true I didn't think I would have to clarify That it wasn't an entirely serious question So there we go but, uh, I think you did the right thing with Andy there To point out 15 games to go Now mm. Now it's serious time Now You know Aloha have set the cat amongst the pigeons here because everyone assumed that Aloha would be in trouble. But Jim Goodwin is beating good sides. He's not just beating teams beneath them because yep. there are only two beneath them, but he's beating good sides and he's now only a point off the inferno. Michael Waring agrees. He says, brilliant from Aloha. Part-time team playing football the right way. A great young manager and a team full of players who can make it in any championship side. Brilliant stuff. I like this tweet from Cap Reed. It just says, I enjoyed Thursday night's junior edition. It would be good if you did it more often. Today, Lanark's Lewis Hill scored a hat trick of penalties. Oh. Doesn't happen very often. Well done to Lewis. There we go. 01419511025. Ian's a Celtic fan on the line. Hi, Ian. Hi, Gordon. Good evening. Uh, good evening to all the guys and happy new years as well. Thank hopefully, you. Hopefully, it's a good one. Thanks, Ian. On Thank you go. Hi, um, uh, to Mark Wilson. Mark, how you doing, mate? Hi, Ian. Good. Hey. Uh, Mark, if you, I've got a couple of points for you, and if any guys want to come in on it. Uh, just just a wee point uh, regarding a centre-back, obviously Scottish boy uh, for Aberdeen. If you've heard him, um, Celtic and McKen- Aberdeen, you're talking about McKenna there? Fee you're talking about McKenna, Ian? Who's that? You're talking about McKenna? Yeah, I'm talking to Mark Wilson. No, sorry, I was yeah. just saying, is it McKenna you're actually talking about? Aye, Scott McKenna. Yeah. Is that Alex? Yeah, mate, yeah, I was just clarifying who you were talking Aye. about there. I no no you're alright Alex no uh, I, I just I, I, I had a couple of emails off a couple of couple of my pals and that uh, that there's a, a deal in, in principle agreed with McKenna coming to Parkhead Johnny Hayes going back permanent and I think uh, the boy Henry going and loan and four million um, any 
Insights, guys. Any insights Mark. to that? Um, I, I'm going to be honest. I've not heard anything that that you've probably not heard about that. Um, in my opinion, I think all round that would be a good move. I think that would that would fit all the parties. I don't think Johnny Hayes has had the Celtic career that he hoped for. Um, and Jack Henry, well, I still think he's got potential. Uh, I'm not sure he's ready for that stage yet. But in terms of Scott McKenna, I think he'd be a terrific addition. To, to the Celtic backline I think Celtic need a centre half see, In light of the Derek Boyata thing See the, uh, for, for me Ian Just to listen to the yep. figures That you're talking about I'm actually sure They've not back a £6 million From Aston Villa they did, In the last and window, the window summer, yeah. So yeah. I, I, was, I think it would be A wee bit more Because he's Derek, actually He's Derek kicked on this season as well He was yeah. a £10 million player uh, Derek McInnes What I'm saying What I'm saying Alex Is it's because they're throwing in The permanent signing A Johnny Hayes In the loan deal Um one of, one of my pals said to me The loan dealer Jack Henry is 18 months Yeah well it would actually It would make sense to bring in a, another centre half It would automatically replace him In just terms of the numbers But that might be a bit pedantic In terms of You know Getting a deal across the line It might suit both parties Because for me McKenna's really really impressed And he will continue He's a good type as well So I'm sure he'll find his way What, what uh, intrigues me I, And I'm speaking in general terms Unless Dermot Desmond or Peter Lawwell Or Brendan Rogers Told your pal How does this get out? How does all of this oh, well, there's, so, there's so many parties That's why Because players One, play- one, one more thing Gordon uh, To Mark Olsen Yeah uh, Mark uh, I don't know if, if the boy Plays for Rosenberg uh, The boy Merlin Say a right back Mark Who? Sorry I thought, I I thought, thought he boy was Mer- The boy Merlin, Merlin. I think was he a left the boy with the blonde hair? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I went to the games um, after the show. Granted, so it would have been the second. I'm, I'm sure he was a left yeah, back. I'm not sure if he's an out and out. He was a left back. back. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could be wrong on that, but is that is he one that you, I've seen that name? Ian, is he impress you? Oh, he's impressed every time he's played against us for Rosenberg, uh, Gordon. It's the boy. The boy is a cracker, and his his name's flagged up a few times. Unfortunately, if Celtic were to bring him in, he wouldn't be able to play because he's, he would be cup tied because he played in the section. Mm. I, I think that's an important thing as well for Celtic when they're bringing in players. If they want to have a crack at this and get past the stage you got to last season, they need somebody that can mm. come in and play right away. I but suppose if it's talking about fullbacks, sorry to interrupt, I'm yeah. just thinking about the the fact that the American pair are yeah, supposed to uh, Manny Perez, Gutman as well. Gutman so. as well, yeah, come um, in. But will Celtic, we were chatting about figures, will Celtic spend. Four or five million, six million on a right back. No, I'm not so sure they will. No, I mean, no. But Brendan Rogers this morning in the newspapers has said categorically it's not the Celtic way, yeah, of doing things. Uh, and that kind of money will not be spent on a fullback. But I'm not sure how much Valencia features in this. That for Celtic as a club and for the supporters, surely the priority is to win the league, and that. Possibility of winning the league is under threat. Uh, um, Gordon Diel, are you at it again with these lights gone out? No, are you in light. darkness? I'm back in darkness, yes, and I'm praying that door right across from me is <laughs> not locked. Well, I'm going to. I think we should just keep you there because th- this is this is worth watching. Uh, we'll we'll get back to him in a few minutes. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We're going to hear from today's managers, but let's hear from you. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompsons.com. The 
the games are over, the talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Mark Wilson, Hugh Evans, Alex Ray, Fraser Wishart, and Gordon Diel are still with us, I believe. Still here, Gordon. Gordon Diel. Yeah. Not been kicked out yet. <laughs> the darkness has consumed him. I, ca- I, I, I can't see a thing. Uh, 01419511025 Let's hear from you Maybe you're out at a game today If you were Let us know what you made Of your team's performance Or result And uh, if you're a Premiership fan And you want to talk Transfers Winter breaks Title races Then do it 01419511025 Jim Goodwin's going to be A happy man Another fine performance From Aloha Beating Morton Let's hear from him Delighted again Yeah Um, You know I was really frustrated In the first half Because I felt that You know Morton had one shot on goal and it ends up in the back of our net and it was a real scrappy one. We, we didn't compete well enough for the second ball. You know, Miller hits it well enough, but I think, you know, I, I think we should be doing better with it. So we go in at half time, <coughs> very frustrated. We made a, a couple of tweaks to the formation. We went with two up top instead of the, the one with Dario. Uh, played a bit of a diamond in the middle of the park and it worked well. And I thought, second half, we spent probably 90% of that in Morton's half. Um, and we get our rewards, you know, we get the penalty, obviously. Alan Troughton does brilliant, timing of his run initially, good touch by the keeper, gets taken out. The second goal, look, you know, really fortuitous. I mean, I don't, I feel sorry for the kid. I've sport plenty of OGs in my time, and uh, I know what it feels like. He was, he's obviously took his eye off the ball and sliced it into the back of the net, but we'll take it, no matter how it comes, because I think on the whole balance of play, um, we deserved it to be honest and I, I think we should have had a stonewall penalty right on half time yep. as well where Trouts gets completely wiped out by the goalkeeper so uh, justice from my point of view and really really pleased for the players what's that about do your best want the second half it must infuriate you as a manager that it takes something like that to, to kick start you guys well absolutely and that was pretty much a team talk at half time you know I was really angry at half time and the first time I have been for a long long time um Sick of giving teams a goal start, you know, and um, and that's been from the start of the season. We've had to fight really hard to get any points on the board, um, and that's why I think we've had so many draws because we've had to, you know, come back into games where games where we probably should have won. Bright, astute, got them going, created panic in Maryhill, <laughs> and. Uh, Jim Goodwin is doing a tremendous job there As I say, they started the day five points above Partick Thistle They finished the day seven points above Partick Thistle Just one point behind in Fairland. This is a man doing his work properly uh, Yeah, and Aloha fans won't thank you for it His priority is to do a good job at Aloha Don't want to change that at all uh, But you can understand why people are, are, are starting to think that... Um, Maybe there's a move in this for Jim there Goodwin There will be a move There's no doubt about it He knows his stuff He knows his football um, And he plays football the right way um, And he gets a reaction from his players I, I mentioned it earlier on A manager at half time sometimes Has to earn their money And Jim has certainly done that These past, what, three, four weeks The second half Where he's went into that dressing room And got a hold of his team Made a few tactical changes in there It's not all about yeah. shouting and bawling But today he says he was angry so he gets a reaction that way But he changes things as well So I've no doubt That he'll go on to mm. Bigger things And that's no disrespect to Allah Because They're a club that does things The right way They give young managers a chance And when a A bigger club If, if you want Come yep. in They don't stand in the way And they move them on And I think Jim will move on to Bigger things in the near future I'll say two words to you Jack Ross 21 months ago Manager of Alloa 
Now manager of Sunderland Yeah I know yeah. I've spent over 35,000 there today as well Here yeah. in Sunderland um, Speaking of which Your beloved Millwall Are about to kick off So I'm going to have to try And make sure that you keep facing this way There is another television you <laughs> Yeah I'm not interested you, in Chelsea you, you, have to, <laughs> you have to keep focused On the job in hand uh, Geoffrey is a Rangers fan in Gifnock Hi Geoffrey Hi um, I'm not on to talk about Rangers For oh, a change Okay Although I wish Rangers The best of luck Um this could be sort of directed at Hugh Keevans. Um Watching the Air, Uni- Air, U- Air United result today, I'm also a junior fan. I follow Pollock Juniors. Do you think that Auckland Lake will have a chance to beat Air United next week? I certainly And And um, another player I would like to make, I would like to see more junior clubs in the, the Senior Cup as well. So what do you think of that? I certainly think that Auchinleck would have a, a reasonable chance. The, the the odds ought to be well in favour of a full-time team from the second tier of Scottish football going for promotion to the top tier. The odds have to favour Ian McCall's side, but uh, I would never rule out the possibility because cup football's like that. However, with regard to the number of junior teams in the competition, I think at the moment... It's been pitched just right I don't think that you necessarily Improve the competition By having too many junior clubs You know, with respect there's a, They are non-professional And we are trying well, to that's, just, that's the same in England as well Yeah, but and England's look are at, much Look at some of the other results you get in England uh, The FA Cup in England Yeah, um, but England's a much bigger country And you also have clubs Non-league clubs there who have setups that would put our lower league clubs to shame? Mm. Uh, we're just not comparing like with like there. Jeffrey, are you able to tell me? Because I'm struggling to remember how many junior clubs go into the the Scottish it's Cup the proper. Top, it's the top. Um, it's the top club that's in the Super League. It goes into the Scottish Cup yeah, I think there's a couple Because obviously Air played Beath In the previous round And now they're going to yeah. play Auchinleck Gordon DL We spoke to uh, The Auchinleck manager Didn't we On Thursday night's show yeah, um, And don't get me wrong I know, I know it's easy to say The right things But he certainly I mean sounds like He fancies it Pulling it off Will be another thing They'll love it I've been there And um, it's not the worst pitch In the world That's good news for Air Because sometimes You turn up at junior grounds And the pitch isn't the greatest And it's a leveller But uh, the pitch is okay but there'll be 3,000 plus in there. Um, I think it'll be 150 miles an hour. I think that Ian McCall will not be looking forward to going to here because I think that Auchinleck can get something, whether it be a replay, it'll be a difficult, difficult game for Air United. Fraser, what is it they say about the romance of the cup? The romance of the cup, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure we need any more junior clubs into because it's uh, until the junior clubs join the pyramid. And Jeffrey's talking there about English clubs, but they're they're in the conference and, and they just division six, seven, eight. They're they're the part of that pyramid, whereas the juniors aren't yet. Although I think that will change and come in, but I think it shows that uh, there, there are big clubs. And I, I played for Paul many many years ago, and we had a good good cup run that year. Terrific to to to, to play at that level and. Uh, but as Gordon says, there'll be three, three and a half thousand there next week. It's almost a virtual sellout, and I think more Auckland fans than, than, than Air fans. But nah, I think Air will do it. I think Air will have enough to to get through. But it's brilliant. Next week will be fantastic because it's the, the chance of all the, the smaller clubs and the big clubs come in, and there might be a bit of giant killing. I'm going to Kelly Forfar as well, so that that will be an mm. interesting one. Forfar, a 
decent. How will Kelly be? Will Jordan Jones be there, etc.? So, yeah, the next round of the Cup is, is, is good. But I don't think we need any more junior clubs in just now. They've, they've got their own trophy. I think it's just about right at the moment. Geoffrey, were you a Wishart fan when he was playing for Pollock? <laughs> yes, I've all, well, I've all, first of all, I was a junior, junior supporter um, in my um, younger days. And then I became a Rangers supporter. I follow when I can't get to see Rangers. I follow Pollock, and that is the reason why I'm asking the question. Mm, yeah. But can I just can I just come back to one more thing? I was listening to your tribute to Andy Murray this, uh, uh, this afternoon. Uh-huh. But he's going to be a great loss to, to Scottish tennis, and I wish him all the best for what he does after he retires. Because when I saw the 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 press conference. Uh, the, the press conference. I was really in tears for him. Um, mm. It can't have been easy to make that decision, but I wish him all the best. Well said. That was Jeffrey in Giffnoco. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Make sure you join us on the phones between now and six o'clock. You can tweet. Remember, uh, we're at Clyde SSB as well. Um, and Gordon DL. Whilst we're on about the romance of the cup, um, Cowden Beath against Rangers. That's got. It's got quite a look about it. Is it that's Friday night, that one, of course? Yeah, and I would love to be standing there looking at uh, Defoe's face <laughs> when he gets off that team bus <laughs> and walks into the dressing room, then walks through the tunnel and out onto the pitch. I've played there many a times. I've been there as a manager. Not the not the greatest uh, venue to turn up to, but you're a professional. You've got to go and do your job, and I'm sure that Cowden Beath and their players, their staff, their committee, their fans will be looking forward to Rangers turn. Any Morton fans out there uh, You still look as if you're going to be fine Obviously um, Maybe aspirations of going up to the playoffs Not a great result this afternoon But let's hear from Jonathan Johansson Silly silly penalty go away That's three in two games now uh, We gave away to all our penalties And then the second goal I've never seen anything in, in my professional life uh, A goal to give away a goal like that I've never seen it uh, it's, it's an incredible goal to, to, to lose a game A very important game what happened with the goal? You tell me. Uh, I don't know. Uh, just uh, a little Rory's clearance seemed to spin off somebody back towards Kerr. Yeah, was, uh, I think it was offside. I'm not sure if it was free kick. Uh, you know, it might have been offside, the original one. But then we have a chance to clear it. We take too long. Poor clear straight at the guy, and then uh, you know uh, we should be quicker to get back into goals. And Kerr's got a chance to just kick it out. And he kicks it in his own net. You almost seem to have too long to, to look at it, John. Yeah, I don't know. Um, tough one, obviously, because you sort of in control up until that. I, th- I thought I thought we we one nil up. Uh, we knew that they're going to come for it. We knew they're going to play behind us. So we t- tried to sit deep and try to get on a counter attack when we do win the ball. And I thought thought it was working. I felt quite all right in the second half. Uh, we started to get a little bit tired, so we, we tried to, ch- to change a few things to keep the ball better high up and. To get a little bit of height in, in set place, which which I, I felt could be the danger, uh, and uh, you know it's it's. I said to the players there as well, it's it's hard analysing that and accepting that because it was it was two poor goals, especially the second one. I mean. Listen, Morton are doing okay. They've had some good results recently, so it isn't um, it's, it's not the end of the world. And I don't I don't mean to to trivialise it, but it sounds as if the. The goal they lost is just one of those that you, you perhaps will never see again, and that will be frustrating today. I mean, the league position's still fine, um, but they've lost the game today. Yeah, on the back of a couple of wins, Gordon, they have been looking to kick on and 
It seems as if he's perplexed Jonathan Johansson About the manner In which they've lost that goal And even to be fair To Jim Goodwin He had the courtesy to say That he's never seen You know And it was mm. the boy So he's obviously had a bit Of a tough time with there That short one goal But they'll need to dust herself down again And, uh, and go Morton But again Aloha What a fabulous result I think when you You start the day Fourth on the table And you lose a goal like that And then You have a look at the table And you find yourself In sixth place You know You can hear in his voice How deflated mm. he is By the full day and, no, that's that's the reality of football. Some days that you'll get like last week where they have a fantastic result and this week, you know, they're down the dumps and, and lose pace in, in the playoff uh, race. So disappointing day for Jonathan Johansson. And that's what the neutrals do though, Hugh Keevens. Neutrals don't have any sympathy. They take great no. delight in seeing spectacular own goals. I mean you can you can have own goals in the World Cup, you can have it in the Champions League. Uh they're part and parcel of the game. It happens. Uh, Patrick Thistle Who would it, who would uh, Jonathan Johansson Rather be right now Gary Caldwell Or himself Decent question No one for himself I would imagine No one for one Nine five one one zero two five At Clyde SSB We're actually going to hear From Gary Caldwell Very soon um, Indeed uh, So I'll tell you what Let's take a breather We'll hear from Gary Caldwell And we'll get more of your calls Next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com After they play You have your say 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard's Open Line Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevens are here to take your calls Should we check in on them? Yes DL, are you with us? No, this is not right. I'm locked in again. <laughs> They've locked the doors. They've literally locked the doors again. I'll need a ladder, boys. I need to go, seriously. I love the show. I love all you guys. I wish you all the best for the new year, but I have to leave here because I need to find out where Mark Wilson's tunnel was where he used to sneak out. <laughs> right, what to do is video this then because this could, this could go viral. <laughs> video me trying to climb over a wall Yeah, <laughs> if you don't mind uh, yeah. Okay lads, listen, have a nice night Right, we'll let you bye go bye. Well, That's right. unprofessional yeah. I'll I see you the show yeah. Do you know what, to be fair, last week I had my doubts But he sent me a picture and Dumbarton was in complete darkness <laughs> He was just sitting there on his own uh, In complete darkness Next year I want warm weather training for the squad Our squad? Yeah, oh, that would be good here yeah. I'm well, happy to take you to Portugal Oh, that's there's it. an offer That'll do Well, it's 27 degrees in here So I think that counts, unfortunately Let's hear from Gary Caldwell A one-all draw at home To fellow strugglers Falkirk this afternoon And he's not happy with the referee Very disappointed uh, It's never easy playing against You know, 5-4-1 Such a low block uh, I thought our boys showed great patience Uh First half, we could have been a bit more penetrating in the final third, so we asked for that, uh, more of that in the second half, and I thought we did that for the first 20 minutes of the second, 15, 20 minutes of the second half. Got a brilliant goal, and then should have went on to win the game, but up for another crazy decision. Yeah, what did you make of that sending off? I think it's every week there's there's bad decisions in, in every game uh, we, we play in. Uh, I felt like he got sucked in, they came to to frustrate and tackle and their bench erupts every time and uh, oh, I've seen it before where the the aggressors get away with things and, and then we get we get every little foul is a yellow card for us. I, I don't understand how every foul we make is a yellow card. Yet they get away with one, two, three fouls. Uh, so I think he got sucked in today. Did you speak to the referee after the game? I had a quiet word with him. <laughs> what did he say today? I can't say it was private. But it's, it's, it's disappointing, obviously, on Gary, and it's 
him personally, but also you just have brought him in, it upsets your team again. So there's the knock on effects of these decisions, aren't there? Yeah, there is, and like I said, it's you know it's important, it's important for people's lives uh, that that they get these decisions le- uh, right. Uh, and I'm not saying they can be perfect. Uh, I think the way they go about it after the the arrogance, I think they show is isn't great. Uh, and and I think it needs to improve. We need to try and make this better because this is this is serious. Like I say, there's people's people's lives are are at stake in these games. Well, Hugh Keevans, and again, it's another one, and um, because mistakes happen, but my goodness, yeah, we're yeah, used yeah. to that this season. Um, the arrogance they show um, was, uh, is the comment there. I wouldn't dispute that. There are referees who do overheat and uh, whose management of individuals on the park could be better. However, I read a fascinating piece this morning from Ronnie McDonald at Hamilton Ackies who said that he believes that this current fad of criticising referees is simply an excuse for failure. And it is a case in point that uh, Patrick Thistle simply do not score. They've got 19 goals in 21 games. They've lost 13 matches so far this season. And it has to be about more than arrogant referees. Having said that, Mark Wilson, when you're down there, that that's when you need things to, to go your way or at least not go, go against you. Yeah, Yeah, and quite often when you find yourself down there, Decisions do go against you That's a frustrating thing But You know It's not all about decisions Um, Certain situations You need to take the referee Out of I'm sure there's time in the game That his own players Could have done more To win the game As Andy said When he first came on Getting the ball in the box quicker So I know it's easy to blame referees And I've been on the show You know I've, I've gave the referees a hammering this year But Can it be every week? You know, you kind of get bad decisions every week and things going against you every week. There's got to be a stage where you take responsibility yourself and as players take responsibility yourself for not getting results. I know you're all terribly worried, but the update I can give you is that Gordon Deal is locked inside the Airdrie yes. Stadium, he says. Um, I love that. Who knows? I love that. Well, well it makes a change <laughs> for the times he was there. You should go over to the director's box. They'll be sitting having a glass of vino. Oh, they'll be more than welcome. You'd be surprised. That's what, that's what amazed them about Dumbarton last week. The full place cleared out. Yeah, every but, single but person. they have uh, the boxes and things. No, but I mean everyone. Yeah, I, I get that at Dumbarton. But what I'm saying is, it, uh, yeah, Airdrie, Airdrie, Airdrie slightly like different. You've got the nice little boxes. That, yeah, yeah. surely you can go up and nip a glass of vino off he someone. Says doors locked and he can't get out. Um, some strong views coming from Jamie McLeod on Twitter. He says Partick's a shambles of a club from top to bottom. He says Jackie Lowe and Gary Caldwell need to go. Twelve games, one win. A defeat next week might be a blessing in disguise, as this may be the only way. We get rid of Caldwell Having said that Andy the previous caller Showing the other side Actually he, he's seen some encouragement He thinks the performances Are getting better I think This is typical of a situation Where a club is in trouble To this extent You have people Taking the scattergun approach Blaming Jackie Lowe Blaming the manager Blaming everyone in sight And others who are trying to be More moderate However The bottom line 13 defeats Since the season started not yet averaging one goal per game after 21 played, 15 matches left to go, and seven points behind third placed Alloa. It's serious time, and something had better turn around soon, or the unthinkable might you, just happen. Out of the last, you know, you just say 15 games to go. The last 15 games, one win in the last 15. Oh. So that'll have to improve. I've got to William stay the is a Celtic fan from Craig End. Hi, William. Hello, good evening guys, how are you doing? Yeah, good thanks, what's on your mind? It's a, it's a wee point about the retro, retrospective action mm-hmm. uh, and also Thistle 
the retrospect, I think they should scrap it. I honestly do. I think it's it's causing more problems than, and I don't think it does the referees any favours. It doesn't do the clubs any favours. Uh, I don't know if Fraser's still there, but I think I just think that it's it's causing more problems than it's actually helping helping the game. You know, uh, and to go on about Thistle and and the firefighting, I was at the I was at the the Livingston games last year, the the playoff games. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Let, let's, deal with, William, let, let's deal with that point first, William, because it's, it's a very fair point, and we'll let you make the thistle point in a second. Uh, retrospective action, Hugh. I can, you can see where William's coming from because, my word, we're going round in circles with it, and it, it seems that there are inconsistencies. You certainly can't please everyone. However, but would getting rid of it altogether, would that be a solution? No, I don't see that because it's designed with the best of intentions to prevent miscarriages of justice. Now we're in a situation where people can't agree uh, retrospectively whether something is a yellow, a red, whatever. But if to take it away altogether, just because it's become a pest, then that's not the pursuit of justice for me. Has to be more consistent, though. That's that's the solution to retrospective action. I mean, some people get away with things. Some people are getting charged with things. Managers say comments, get away with it. Other managers are getting charged with it. Uh, I mean, things need to be more consistent. Sure, I think but, that's but, a big problem. Yeah, but, but ju- just just to sort of try and even things up and show the other side of the argument, surely you're as well to get at least some of the some decisions of right. Yeah, of course. The, the, more, the more the merrier. And if we can't get them all right, fine. But, but surely the more you can get right, the better. Rather than having a situation where you could technically... Stick the head in somebody But if the ref doesn't see it There's no avenue for you To get retrospectively done How could we possibly Go down that road? <laughs> William? Uh, yeah. Are you asking me? Yeah, <laughs> you I, I just think I just think it does cause me problems I understand Well I think if you look at it It's, it's covering up Is it covering up Referees' mistakes? Uh, I think it, it puts a referee in a, in a position That John Beaton Didn't need to be in uh, I just think it, Without it, uh, is there more damage? I think there's more damage done than more good done. That's the way I would look at it. You know, I mean, I don't think I, would, I understand that it's getting the decisions right, but for me, it's like it's like just because we can't afford VAR, or that's the way it's been put across, we've got to think up some other reason uh, to get things right. You know, I, I just, I, I just. This season's just been a total uh, waste for me, I think. But you look down at England, and even VAR doesn't help. They also sometimes. have, and by the way, they have the same retrospective system as we yeah. do. But you, you get in cases, you get in cases in England now where VAR appears to show one thing, and then the club, <laughs> the club say, "Oh no, but we looked at it from another angle on our club TV coverage of the match." So you're now getting VAR. Being called into question So Nothing is perfect However If we scrap All of it Then In the television age You're just going to have to accept Then that even though You can see What is a red card offence Missed by the referee You just need to let it go Because you didn't want Retrospective action I think as well We're perhaps a bit And and rightly so Because we care a lot And you're trying to get To the bottom of things But we care a lot About the process And we've become 
You know, because now it's not just about getting decisions right or wrong. It's about, oh, hold on. So the referee says he saw it at the time and therefore we can't do this. And, and perhaps the referee didn't see the part of the action which would have meant it was a red card. Um, the three-man panel and it was, a you know, no majority reached. It all, it's it's messy. Yeah, now, that, you've got to me, admit that. See, for me, it has to be simplified, Gordon, because as you and like I said, though, and sorry to interrupt. Yeah. England do have it. We we are very harsh on ourselves as if we're like, look at this this system. It's, it's a disgrace that you know the process. It needs to be simple. England have it. I don't know. Yeah. Did, did they make it seem simpler than us? Perhaps. They, well, the thing is, it doesn't seem to be as controversial as it is up here. I think we need to get back to basics. We have to find a system that actually works. I, I think you can clarify. It. I, I see this three man. They all have to be. And cahoots and agreeance that it's actually going to work. That doesn't quite work for me. If two of them say, "Oh, it's a stone wall," mm. this, yeah. and then other one goes, "I'm not mm. sure," and then it doesn't doesn't fly. So it's mm. not proven. William, what was your other point? Livingston games last year, and, and I, I don't understand. I mean, it's all right playing nice football, you know. I just think, see, 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 bringing in guys like Gary Harkins. I think he's a bit of a luxury player, and and I think they should learn for Livingston doing their firefighting. And I just think Livingston, Livingston just uh, didn't let Thistle play last year. And I still feel that's what's happening with Thistle. I still think that they're, they're in a position and, and bringing in guys like the Gary Harkins isn't, isn't the answer to me. They, they, to me, he's a luxury player and you need guys in there that are going to firefight you and get you at the position that you're in. Well, Gary Caldwell thought he was the answer. You know, so... Let's, maybe yeah. he has to be given the right to manage until the club decide he's no longer got the right to manage. I don't know where William's coming from, but then at the same time, you you want to play your football in a certain way, and even and, and even if you don't, you still need guys that are going to be able to impact games and unlock defenses and pick passes that are going to help them. If you listen to Gary Caldwell today, he was actually comfortable where they were until. Harkins gets sent off for his second year. And he's saying he didn't deserve that. And he didn't deserve that. Well, it's interesting because with the Patrick Thistle earlier on, a supporter who came on says he deserved the second one, but the first one wasn't. So, you know. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. All right, okay. So, but the point is that, you know, he's bringing in players. He'll be judged by them players uh, collectively. But I agree. See, I agree with the caller there, William. If they don't know that they're in a fight now, they'll never know because they've already suffered a relegation. You know what I mean? So they must know what it takes to try and. Can I get the sleeves rolled up? That should be mandatory, particularly where the club is at. Uh, thank you to William and Craig End. I think that'll round us off for today. Hugh Keevens, your closing sentiments. For Partick Thistle, here is the worry for me. They are 15 games left. In their last 15, they have won one match. Their new manager, Gary Caldwell, has had 12 goes at it and won one out of those 12. For me, there has to be an acceptance that Partick Thistle are deep in the mire and they had better come up with some solution and quickly. Otherwise, it's not beyond the realms of possibility they could drop another division. And as for top flight involvement, as of next week, we are back. It's the Scottish Cup first up, but we're back. We're back in business and we want you to join us on Monday night. Hugh Keevans will be here. Alex Ray will be here. Uh, I'll be here as well. And we'd love to hear from you. So give us all your thoughts ahead of the return of the top flight action. And in the meantime, stay where you are because GBX is up next.